Hi guys, welcome back to the Breakfast Club podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about viewed psychoanalytic theory as well as trait theory. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy, and that's all. <laughs> On today's episode, the first theory that we're going to be talking about is the trait theory. The trait approach to personality assumes behavior is determined by relatively stable traits, which are the fundamental units of one of one's personality. First, we're going to be talking about Eisenach's personality theory on traits. Eisenach proposed a theory of personality based on biological factors, arguing that individuals inherit a type of nervous system that affects their ability to learn to adapt to the environment. During the 1940s, Eisenach was working at the Maudsley Psychiatric Hospital in London. His job was basically to make an initial assessment on patients before their mental disorder was diagnosed by a psychiatrist. Through this position at the hospital, he became to come up with many questions about behavior. He later applied these questions to 700 soldiers who were being treated for neurotic disorders at the hospital. He found that the soldiers' answers seemed to link naturally with one another. This suggested that there were a number of different personality traits, and they were being revealed by the soldiers' answers. He called these first-order personality traits. He used a technique called factor analysis. This technique reduces behavior to a number of factors which can be grouped together under separate headings called dimensions. He found that their behavior could be represented by two dimensions, introversion introversion and extroversion, neuroticism, and stability. Eisenach called these second-order personality traits. Each aspect of personality, like extroversion, neuroticism, and psychoticism, can be traced back to a different biological cause. Personality is dependent on the balance between excitation and inhibition process of the automatic nervous system. And now I'm going to discuss more about Eisenach's dimensions that he came up with. The first of Eisenach's dimensions is extroversion and introversion. Extroverts are usually def- like are usually more sociable. Um, personally, I'm not much of an extrovert, but I know like most of my friends are. Um, they enjoy going out or meeting new people and being carefree. They're usually more optimistic and impulsive. Um, they're likely to take more risks than. E- than introverts um and they just enjoy being around people in general unlike extroverts introverts are usually more quiet and reserved um they don't like being around people whereas introverts do they plan their actions and control their emotions they tend to be very closed off and secure about how they feel about people and how they feel about certain things um very serious, very reliable, and pessimistic as well. And that's for introverts. The next dimension that I'm going to be discussing is the neuroticism slash stability dimension by Eisenach. Basically, a person's level of neuroticism is determined by the reactivity of their sympathetic nervous system. A stable person's nervous system will generally be less reactive to stressful situation and remain calm and level-headed. Whereas someone high in neuroticism will be much more unstable and prone to overreacting 
and may be quick to worry, anger, or be feared. They are overly emotional and find it difficult to calm down once upset. Isaac later added a third trait dimension that is psychoticism and normalcy. Psychoticism is the lacking in empathy. The person is usually more cruel, um, a loner, aggression, and troublesome. This has been related to high levels of testosterone, and the higher the testosterone, the higher level of psychoticism, with low levels related to more normal balanced behavior. And that's all for Isaac, and later after Isaac, Raymond Cattell came. Raymond Cattell identified 16 key traits and aspects of personality. Cattell disagreed with Isaac's view that personality can be understood by looking at only two or three dimensions of behavior. Instead, he argued that it was necessary to look at a much larger number of traits in order to get a complete picture of someone's personality. Whereas Isaac based his theory on the responses of hospitalized servicemen, Cattell collected data from a range of people through three different sources of data. The L data was a life record such as school grades, absence from work, etc. And then the Q data was a questionnaire designed to rate an individual's personality, known as the 16PF. And then lastly, the T data was an objective test designed to tap into a personality construct. Cattell analyzed the T data and Q data using a mathematical technique called factor analysis to look at which types of behavior tended to be grouped together in the same people. He identified 16 personality traits as well as factors common to all people. Cattell made a distinction between source and surface traits. Surface traits are very obvious and can be easily identified by other people, whereas source traits are less visible to other people and appear to underlie several different aspects of behavior. Cattell also regarded source traits are more important in describing personality than surface traits. Some examples of his 16 um, personality factor test would be the factor would be warmth, the low score would be cold and selfish, and then the high score would be supporting and comforting. And then another one would be the factor would be emotional stability, and the low score would be irritable and moody, and then the high score would be level-headed and calm. Cattell's 16 personality factor test had a total of 160 questions and 10 questions relating to each personality factor. Albert Bandura founded Social Cognitive Perspective. Social Cognitive Perspective emphasizes the importance of observational learning and social experiences. Our sense of self varies on our different thoughts, feelings, and behaviors in a different, in a given situation. Psychoanalysis was founded by Sigmund Freud. He believed that people could be cured by making conscious their unconscious thoughts and motivations and helping them gain insight. A person can be cured in psychoanalysis therapy when it helps release emotions and experiences and makes the unconscious conscious.